0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
1: From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat.
0: Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. What's up? We Uh... have returned to the After 9 Podcast Studio. How are you, Kat? I'm good. I, I really enjoyed that week
1: off. I know that some of you listeners did not. And that's that's kind of par for the course when you do a job like this is when are you back? Hey, I, I'm glad you're having fun. Hope you enjoy. But when are you back? So, yes, we are back now. But it was a really nice week off. It was a did a whole bunch of different things. Um, I didn't really go anywhere. Well, I stayed at my brother's house for a night. But otherwise, like I didn't really. I didn't really do too much traveling wise, but I just did a lot of a, li- a lot of little things, a lot of little things all week. But it was really nice.
0: Right after the podcast last Friday, I headed right for the border and I was so worried about testing positive and being stuck there. So I took a rapid test with me. You know, one of those school dealies that they hand out at grocery oh, stores yeah. and shit.
1: I got, a, I got a bundle of them.
0: <laughs> so I took one of those literally in the parking lot at duty free. And it came up negative. And I thought, okay, good. Now I got to get over the bridge and I got to get a test done that I can use on Saturday to get back into the country because the travel restrictions. I know that if if you are just a regular person who has your your regular job and you don't cross the border, you probably wouldn't know. Right. But there's still a ton of restrictions at the border. So as soon as I got over there, I went and got a PCR test done at a Rite Aid. Just to be absolutely sure. I also got a rapid test done at a Walgreens. So now I've got two tests and I carried on down to Indiana to see my son. And it was great. We had a nice dinner together and we uh, I watched his game the next day. And then I thought, you know what? They won number three in the country. They want a party tonight. I'm out of here. So I just jumped in the car and drove straight back. Now, you'll remember that I told you I had two different tests done, right? Right. Okay. So all I need is for one of the two tests to come back negative because down there, nobody is wearing a mask. Nobody is wearing masks in America, not even staff in stores or waitresses in restaurants. Nobody. And I didn't either. I didn't. I didn't see any point in it when nobody else was. So here we are. I just needed one of those tests to come back negative. And my bigger problem was not waiting for one of them to come back negative. It was waiting for either of them to even come back. We've got this rule that if you get uh, into the States, you've got to have a test done within 24 hours of your return to Canada. Well, there's nothing in it to address. What do we do if you're not gone for very long? So I was total bridge to bridge 36 hours. They can't turn around tests that quickly in America. They have a similar issue than we have here, where it's taking days on end to get test results. So I didn't have a negative test to come home with. And by the way, I did eventually get the tests Sunday night. I came back on Saturday night.
1: So what happened? They just let you through? That was fine?
0: No. So it was a bit of a bait and switch with the guy at the border. Turns out he's a big lacrosse fan and he's been to a Toronto rock game at uh, First Ontario Centre. So I started talking to him about that and he forgot all about the test. I had my Nexus card. I have my proof of vaccination, but I didn't have a negative test. And yeah. and I had two choices. Sit there and wait at the base of the bridge like a fucking asshole just sitting there for a waiting while. <laughs> for an email that may or may not come from Walgreens or Rite Aid, or pay a $5,000 fine. That's how much it costs $5,000 if they want to give it to you because you showed up at the bridge without a negative test. I, I just threw my hands in the air. I said, I can't, it's six hours back to Indiana and it's right. six hours to home. What do I do here? Do I have to get a hotel? Because I don't know. For all I know, as soon as I get this hotel, Those test results will come in and then I'm out a hundred bucks more US. So I I decided I was going to chance it. I got to the bridge, got a great border guy, got back into Canada. Everything was good, but the rules need to change. Make no mistake about it. Everybody, there is no freedom whatsoever at the border. We are over the top insane and we're the only country in the world that's doing it. We've got to stop this shit when it comes to the border. So anyway, I'm back in Canada. I, uh, I did spend the week relaxing. Had a great chill week. St. Patrick's Day was different for me. I decided I wasn't going to go out to a bar. I decided I have a bar now. It's here in my basement. Mm-hmm. So I had a yeah. beer. Then I had another beer. Much
1: cheaper at those bars, I find, too. It's great. <laughs> and not, you don't have to like,
0: fight for, uh, to try to get like
1: a spot. It's
0: great. I saw one bar advertising as a special. Guinness special for St. Paddy's Day. 8.50 pints. 8:50 for a pint is the special. Brutal. Excuse me. Brutal. So I had a couple of beers at home. I, uh, I smoked a pre-roll, fell asleep at eight o'clock and woke up the next morning at 8 a.m. <laughs> Times have changed.: I slept 12 you hours changed. on St. Patrick's Day. Well let's be honest because we weren't here last week, but if we were, we probably would have said the same thing. Yeah St. Patrick's Day is amateur hour in the bars. No, yeah. You shouldn't want to go out on St. Paddy's Day because there's too many people that only go out because it's St. Paddy's Day and they have no alcohol tolerance. I never really did it. I only did it because I got paid to do it. Like, I'll be completely honest with
1: you, because that's what we did. A lot of the time you go to the bar at St. Patrick's Day party. Woo, here we go. I'm hosting a party. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting paid to be here. That's why I'm here. But otherwise, it's not something that I would choose to do to be honest, I never would. Like Even in college, I would do it. Um, and, you know, even afterwards for a bit, like a couple of years. But then I started to realize like it's packed. People are gross. They just it's a great excuse to just get loaded off your ass and, and people making poor decisions. And I'm just never a fan of anything too crowded. And St. Patrick's Day was just that for me. Like it was always that day that I never felt comfortable being in places like that. So I never really was. I'd be cool, I guess, going to like a a party with friends. You know what I mean? Something like that. That's what I did more of, more so. This year, I'll be honest with you too, and I'm part Irish, so this is embarrassing, but I actually forgot it was St. Patrick's Day.
0: Did you really? Because
1: I was off. I was off, yeah. So for me, it's like I wasn't even paying attention what day it was, what time it was. My parents ended up coming by at one point that day, and they were wearing green, and that's when it dawned on me. I was like, oh. Yet it's St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I totally forgot. But yeah, I, whatever. I think I like honestly, wh- whatever.
0: Um coming up, we're gonna talk about a couple of different things that are in the news. This Megan V Stallion story is gonna be scandalous. And I don't even think we know all the details, but there's something weird going on here, guys. And even if you don't like her music, and maybe you don't even know who the fuck she is, that's fine. We're going to talk about that coming up because it's a weird story. But first, well, today's a historic day, Kat. The masks are coming (laughs) off in Ontario. I never even saw anything about this on social media today. You know, I don't ever remember a time outside of maybe St. Patrick's Day and Pink Shirt Day where so many people in Ontario woke up and felt the need to let everybody on all their social channels know what they were going to be wearing that day. Mm -hmm. I have never seen anything like it, but I shouldn't even be surprised as the latest twist and turn in the ongoing saga of Ontario over the last two years. The amount of people that are are already freaking out because they saw somebody not wearing a mask. Oh my gosh, it is a weird thing at first though. It's different it's, to see because you haven't seen it as much. But let's be honest. Everybody's seen people without a mask. Oh, oh, here and there and everywhere.
1: I mean, I mentioned that before, too, like in a mall every now and again, Walmart or whatever. It, it, it's inevitable. I will see someone without. But when you see a lot of people without, that's probably a shock to your system. You were in the States, for example. You just said n- nobody wears a mask. Like, to me, it is going to be shocking when I go somewhere today. And I don't really plan on going anywhere where that'll it'll, the look will shock me if peop- a bunch of people without masks on. But I think the first time I am there at whatever place, if I go to Sobeys today, for example, I don't know, and I look around. What a random example. I'm trying to just think of it. Are
0: you going to Sobeys or was that really just pulled that out of your ass? I
1: actually went to Sobeys (laughs) yesterday, so that's how I thought of it.
0: I can only afford food basics now. fuck
1: i hear that i did a 200
0: grocery shop yesterday that cost 327 dollars
1: why
0: just because oh, just inflation inflation isn't is yes
1: like your typical grocery shop you mean that used to be that price i know it's it's sad it's sad um, it's it, I I fail you on that. Anyway, if I walk into a place, Sobeys as an example, <laughs> and I see all these people in, in the beginning, it will be weird for me. But then you get used to it. I don't know. I heard from a couple of people who have been living this way for a while, and you just get you just get used to it again, right? And I know this is so weird to say because to. Years and change ago, we that was the normal thing, so it was weird for us to see people in masks all the time and maybe a little frightening to be honest, too. Yeah. At a certain point, it was start, started to be frightening, and now we're going to be able to see people's faces, which I think I don't know. I think it's a good thing. I'm trying to see it as a positive if I'm not feeling well, or if I like, I'm still going to choose to mask up for different reasons it, cold and flu season, maybe at some spots I won't, depending on the day. Now that the weather's getting warmer, absolutely, I'm excited to not have to worry about it, but keep in mind wherever you're going, if let's say you haven't been anywhere, you will have to wear a mask at some places like doctor's offices and dentists and stuff like that. It's not like keep your masks handy is all I'm saying. What about the hairstylists? So that is one of those to each their own really? scenarios. Yeah. Okay. So some of the ones I follow on social, I follow a few of them and it's a, uh, you don't have to wear a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. If you would like your hairstylist to wear one and that makes you feel better, request it and we will. No problem, because you're a customer for us and wear your mask. No problem. So it's your choice, basically. And it's your choice whether they wear it or not. That's what one that's what one salon is saying. Mm. They seem to be very, very accepting of people who will not be that comfortable and they want to still be able to provide service and make money, let's be honest, from those people. So, yeah, you're going to be like, okay, I've got, you know, Jane coming in. She's a little bit worried about it. I'm going to wear my mask during this.
0: And that's great. A year ago, right now, hair salons were closed and they were one of the last businesses to reopen yeah, that's right. because Doug Ford is incapable of making informed decisions. Or was at the time anyway. And for some reason, felt uh, hairstylists were a clear and present danger to the healthcare system Which is of Ontario. So silly. After he finally a little trip down memory lane here to last year, everybody after Doug finally let the hair salons reopen, finally did it. Not only were they not a danger, they got moved to the low risk category. They went mm-hmm. from shut down the longest to low risk and now no masks. It's, it's crazy. I, I'll never understand that irony, uh, the way that that was handled. But uh, Doug's an interesting character because you'd think the leader of the, the province would be here in front and center setting an example today, maybe wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. Nope. He's down in Washington talking to business leaders. <laughs> the day he's opening it up, he's leaving. I can't even say I totally fucking blame him. I mean, he's not going to win this today. I He's ahead in the polls. He's managed to rebound from that horrible popularity that he had back in the wintertime. This really a lose-lose proposition to be here today anyway. So, yep, you go down there, Doug, and mm-hmm. whatever it is you're trying to do, go ahead and do it. It's probably better that well,
1: way. Well, I always love when he goes places like that. Because and it, it hasn't happened often in the last couple of years. When he does, he comes back with just a treasure trove of info, doesn't he? Oh yeah. Let me tell you, folks, I was there, and I'll tell you what they're doing. And that's that's what I that's what my plan's going. Told them
0: we're open for business. Yeah. <laughs> a great submarine sandwich, but I'll tell you about that another day. <laughs> you ever been to Beltway Burgers? Yeah. I'll tell you, it's a great <laughs> spot. I'll tell you, folks. You know, in fact, I'm trying to convince them to open <laughs> up a franchise here in Ontario.
1: I do picture it as kind of like he uses that as a bit of a food to a foodie tour oh, too.
0: You're goddamn right, yeah. he does. He absolutely does. But he'd also be the kind of guy who would get down there and be like, "Is that the Canadian Embassy? Let's go in there. I heard they got a Tim's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if the coffee tastes the same." Actually, sorry, it's not coffee. It's probably Timbits. They'll probably know who I am. I'm Doug Fucking <laughs> Ford. I'm the man. I'm the guy who took away the masks in Ontario. Um. One of the things that the premier did do before he left this morning was he sent out a message on social media reminding everyone to please, please today, be kind. Yeah. And I fully agree with the premier on this. I fully agree that we've been through enough. There was enough division. There was enough divide. Yes, it all came from Doug himself anyway, but we were down there with all that division and now is the time to start healing and moving forward. What I'm wondering about is, when will the COVID zero folks move forward? Because as much as I hear them calling for kindness and you better respect me because I'm making a choice to wear a mask. You better respect my choice and I still have a right to wear a mask. You are absolutely right. You do have a choice to wear a mask and and I Mm -hmm. think everyone should respect you. But then I see the same people shaming the shit out of people that are going to take their mask off. And I don't understand how they think that works. I don't know either. Like, to me, it's really simple. You, you, you make a choice and don't bug
1: anyone else about their choices. Like, you choose to do it. Great. great and, and wear your mask. I don't, can I just say, I don't give a shit. If I'm walking around Food Basics and I see, (laughs) okay, Um, no, but if I'll be a
0: price chopper later on, you know,
1: I I, (laughs) and I see people with masks. Can I just say, like, I don't, I don't get. That's great, good for you. You're not forcing it on my face. I certainly am not going to force it off your face. I just don't understand that logic. And I, I saw it this morning, just people saying things like, "If I see you still with a mask, I'm calling you a sheep to your face." Are you serious? Get the dude? fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, are you serious? Like, first like of all, just literally fuck off. First of all, I call bullshit on anyone who does that because I, I don't think very many people would actually do it, but leave it be. I'm
0: curious more so about the schools today, Scott. Yeah, I am too. Hey, this is a conflicting thing because those maniacs at the Hamilton Wentworth District School Board are just next level, batshit crazy. Absolutely. Over the top nuts. They have been told you can't do what you're doing. And then they went ahead and doubled down and did it anyway. And then as a whatever this was, they said, "Okay, well, if students don't want to wear a mask, they have to fill out the mask exemption form. What? No, that's not how this works, you people. That's not how this works. You're looking for attention, and you think you know more. And and I believe one of them said, okay, well, we followed all the advice from the chief medical officer until it was clear that it became political. The whole goddamn thing has been political from the start. Masks were political. Vaccines were political campaigns have been fought on this shit it's all political don't turn around and say that now hey listen if you think it's political can we please point to a province that does not have a provincial election in june bc is a new democrat run province that has removed their mask mandate nova scotia today is not a pc province that has uh, revoked their mask mandate as of today there are so many examples of provinces that have lifted their mask mandate. I don't know why you think Ontario is some sort of a COVID factory. Or maybe it is a factory. Maybe it is. Maybe we do have a lot of cases out there. Yeah. Y- you got to stop this, guys. You have to stop. It's time to move on. And I know, well, just because you're done with COVID doesn't mean COVID's done with you. No, It does. That's exactly what it means. COVID has been all-consuming for two years. For two years, you haven't been able to open a newspaper or open your social media feed or talk to a stranger or a friend, nothing without COVID being influenced by it. We're at a point now where even the health minister has stopped tweeting out the daily COVID numbers because she knows that's enough. You're not hearing about it as much anymore by design. It's supposed to be this way. Is it political? Maybe to a certain extent, yeah. Although if you base it off of social media, it's a very unpopular decision to remove the masks. It all depends on what you surround yourself with as far as information sources is concerned. But right now, COVID is not going to affect you. It's not going to take on any part of your daily life unless you happen to catch it or unless you're a close contact of someone who does. Mm-hmm. Even at that, though, I was talking at the beginning about the, the rules uh, for travel. In Ontario, if you catch COVID, you isolate for five days, and then you get back to your regular routine. It's still double that. It's still two weeks at the federal level. Two weeks if you come back to Canada and test positive.
1: Yeah, is something going to be done here soon? Is there any rumor to to suggest that? Even Teresa
0: Tam is saying, "Enough's enough, here, guys. Yeah. You got to well, stop fucking around with people." And
1: and I I know like March break's done now. Um, so that was a big travel. That was a big popular travel week, of course. But we're still going to have a lot of popular travel you know, times coming up and people would want to be able to cross the border easily. I mean, it stopped me from doing it, all of all of the restrictions, and I'd love to. I'd love to just take a jaunt across the border just to do some shopping, see a couple things, and then come back. But I'm not going to do that, obviously, unless it's uh, unless it's more relaxed.
0: Listen, if you, and I hate to say it, I do, because I know how desperately the border towns in particular rely on those cross-border travelers. You're just asking for trouble. If you do a day trip to the States, you're just asking for trouble. If you are an American who wants to come up here and I don't know, check out our casinos, go walk Clifton Hill, uh, go out for a nice dinner, drop your American money in a Canadian business. If you want to do that, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy to want to come here right now. We're opening up, which is fine, but until those federal travel restrictions make any sense at all, you're going to get stuck here, or you're going to get kicked out, or you're going to get a big fine, or you're going to get ordered to quarantine for two weeks and have to take time off work. You're crazy to come here. Well, There's no reason to come here for a short trip. If it's if you're flying and you've got a week planned, okay less risk but a day trip way too much can go wrong
1: well we're the crazy ones i mean we i mean our federal government for making it this way because it is a loss of money it is a loss it is a hit to our border uh cities that would otherwise be pretty rammed right about now if it wasn't for some of these restrictions
0: marco mendicino is not a smart man i I don't either that or he is so far up justin trudeau's ass that he cannot see daylight anymore Omar Al-Gabra, I've liked some of the things he's done as the transportation minister, but here he is going off like, it's a great thing. We're ending the cross-border testing. There's a lot of other restrictions that need to be dealt with besides that. Stop the shit. Mm -hmm. Stop the mandates. Everywhere else has dropped vax passports in Canada. Everywhere. Because we realize that they're not doing what we thought they would do. Not the federal government. They're still living in the stone ages. They haven't realized it yet, and you still have to show proof of vax to do so many different things, including uh, cross the border, take a flight from Toronto to Ottawa. you got to have proof of vax. The whole thing is a mess, and they just refuse to modernize themselves, to catch up with the rest of the world. It's insanity to me. But back to the masks. We were asked to be kind. Hey, guys, you got to be kind and respect each other's choices. And I firmly believe that. But again, even if you disagree with this decision to remove the mask mandate, you have to be kind too. Everybody. Everybody. Not just the people who want to take their masks off. They're not the ones where the onus is squarely on them to be nice to everybody. You too, if you are still wearing your mask and still worried about COVID and, oh my God, the unvaccinated children, if, if that's your concern, fine. You're welcome to be concerned about whatever you want. But you can't shame others because they're not wearing a mask. You got to stop the shit. Do you remember you were little and there was a lesson that you got taught probably in kindergarten, maybe even sooner. But there's a point in all of our lives where an adult, maybe a parent or a teacher, will sit us down and say, you, you mind your own business. That's not concerning you, so stay out of it. When did we forget that in the last two years? When did we think, holy shit, that person's not wearing a mask. I better go and tell them off. Yeah, well, and it goes hand in hand with the kindness. You know, be kind. Yes,
1: first and foremost, and mind your own business. As long as the person's being kind that you're going to feel judgy about, right? So you see someone wearing a mask, let's say, when everyone else isn't wearing one. You feel the need to be judgy, judgy. You remember, be kind, number one. And number two, absolutely mind your own business. You don't need to stop that person and be like, why? What's with the mask? What are you doing? Sheep. Look at the sheeple coming through the door. Oh, where's your tinfoil hat? It worries me, though, with the schools, though. Going back to the schools, I mean, yeah, adults are problems, too. Adults are problems. Absolutely. I see it all the time. Kids, I mean, I already heard from a couple of people, DMs that I got from parents that are just so nervous because they're choosing to have their kid's mask. Actually, one of them, as an example, the child is choosing it. She's about 12 years old. I believe it's 11 or 12. Said, my daughter is going to school in a mask. She is, it still worries her a little bit. She does get some anxiety around it. She's choosing to mask up. I support her 100% in her decision. Other side from her close friends who she doesn't believe will bother her about it. She is worried about the bullying aspect of this. And I got to say, I am too. I worry. And the kids have been through so much and they talk shit. They talk shit when it came to vaccines. It happens. Um, maybe kids hear it from their parents. Maybe they hear it from other, other places where, or maybe it's misinformation. Maybe it's a mix of everything. Maybe they're just mean people, but there's a lot of bullying to do with it. And I think that the masking it's not going to end with the masks because we're going to see a lot more of it, I think, with this, because it's on your face. You know, it's one thing to say, I'm not vaccinated as a 12 plus, right? In, in sitting there in a classroom where you're having the conversation with your friends, which happens, you got your vaccine. Yeah, I got my vaccine. You got Pfizer, Moderna or Pfizer, I guess is the only thing I could have. Cool. Yeah, me too. The uh, one thing though, is to wear it on your face. This is in right there. It shows whether you're different from someone else. It's proof is on your face so I do worry about the bullying aspect because that's not even something you can hide or it may not come up in conversation it probably will come up in conversation you know and then you're gonna get you you will get bullies about this you absolutely will and I hope I hope I'm wrong but I think depending on the grade of course and the age of the children I do worry about it
0: yeah I'm wondering how many parents sent their kids off to school today and said all right now hey just because you can take your mask off doesn't mean you should so you wear that mask today And I don't want any discussion about it. And then as soon as they're around the corner, mask off and we are partying until it's, I'm almost home and then I'll put it back on.
1: Sure. I mean, it's the same as when you wear your, you know, school outfit. Like I'd wear the kilt to a certain, you know, (laughs) extent. And then I'd roll up the kilt right when I got on that school bus. Of course, kids are going to do stuff like that too. You can't control it. And you certainly cannot expect the teachers, and I haven't seen this yet, but you certainly can't expect the teachers to control it either. I mean, don't expect a, a grade 11 science teacher To have to remind your child, oh, I'm pretty sure your parent wants you to wear your mask or grade six, even whatever it might be. That's not their job. So fuck off. Don't even think about the fact. That, don't even think about asking your kids' teacher to help with that. They don't
0: have time. For They've that.
1: got enough stuff going on. But, it, but but I do wonder if that's going to happen. Like, hey, could you keep tabs on my child? Let me know. You know, I guess it's one thing to let them know, but then you're then you go back to mind your own business, and you don't. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't want to be involved in that. There's family drama on top of friends drama, and I mean, I hope for the most part everybody is just, hey, I'm good. I'm wearing my mask. Cool. That person's not. I don't even need to bring it up. Like, can we just do that? Mind your own business. Don't even ask. Who cares? It doesn't affect you personally.
0: I just saw City News shared an article about some students today that are planning to hold a walkout in in the TDSB to protest the mask mandate being lifted. I mean, okay, City News, you can go ahead and run that story today. I don't know what your actual motivation is, Mm -hmm. but you sure as shit didn't cover the anti-mask rallies ever. Not once did you do it. So I don't know why all of a sudden you're into covering protests on masks, but whatever. That's just another, huh, that has come up from this pandemic. Uh, It's amazing how many people DM me, by the way, when we were off, when the news broke. The sad, sad news.
1: Oh, I know, I know.
0: About uh, one of Ontario's best and brightest, who is now stepping down and heading to greener pastures where they have even less COVID restrictions, Dr. Peter Uni. (laughs) (laughs) We need to stop moaning. He's leaving, everybody.
1: Where is he going again? I did know that he was leaving, but I have no idea where he's going.
0: Well, I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck he's doing here (laughs) because I would have been quite thrilled if, if he was just gone already. But he has accepted a research position at Oxford University okay. over in the U.K. Okay. For those who don't know, we have this, this science table in Ontario. And, and nobody asked them that I'm aware of. They're a volunteer coalition of scientists who put together um, modeling data on where they think the pandemic is going. And over time, this has become very normalized to ask this table full of strangers what they think. Who's by the way, the record is not great anyway. It's an abysmal. They make weathermen look like precision scientists (laughs) that are never wrong. This, this modeling data that they've put out. And and here's, there's, there's a couple reasons I'm going to be critical here of Dr. Peter uni. I will not thank him for his work because he doesn't deserve it. I will happily help him pack If he wants to leave a little sooner than this summer. And the reason for that is this. He regularly undermined the government, regularly undermined the public health messaging, regularly got political when he should have stayed neutral on various topics. Then there's the modeling data, which was wildly inaccurate. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, and somebody's welcome to correct me on this if I'm wrong, if I'm not mistaken... Right now, based on their last round of modeling, our best case scenario in Ontario, best case scenario, if all the stars aligned, was at least 500 ICU patients. There's currently, remember, that was the best case scenario. There's currently 182, and 21% of them are in the ICU for a reason other than COVID-19.
1: You suck, Uni. Get out of here. We don't want you anymore.
0: As of yesterday, there were 551 people in Ontario hospitals with COVID-19. 551. Mm -hmm. 53% of them were admitted for something other than COVID-19. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. 53%. I, 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 when it comes to Dr. Uni, I don't appreciate his modeling data. I don't appreciate how vocal and loud he was in shaming the government every time they tried to do anything different than what this doctor, quote unquote, prescribed. Anytime Doug or Christine or anyone else even tried to modify something that Uni suggested, He was all over television talking about doom and gloom and failure. And he scared the living shit out of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. People that are still to this day traumatized by COVID-19. Businesses got closed down way longer than they needed to be and way more often than they ever should have been. People lost their homes. Some of those people lost Mm -hmm. their businesses. Some of those families broke up. Some people were intentionally kept... In uh, or forcefully kept because of the lockdowns in abusive situations, drug addiction, Mm -hmm. absolutely staggering suicides like we can't even count all because of the restrictions that we've gone through over the last two years. And did Dr. Uni order those? No, but he certainly didn't. uh, He wasn't part of of team. Let's try and mitigate this. Let's look at all factors of this and make sure that when we order people out of work or when we send kids home at Easter and leave them out of school until the following September, he didn't consider any other risks Mm -hmm. except the raw COVID data. And he refused to. And and you know what? Even if all of that is still okay to you, that's fine. He's just a nice old man who looks like Christoph Waltz. That's fine. He's harmless, whatever. On top of everything, when this Omicron wave first started to swell in Ontario, he did that interview on the CBC that was the most patronizing and condescending thing I have ever heard from someone who may or may not be a person of uh, decision-making authority in Ontario. Remember this. We need to change our attitudes. What's the problem with going back to 25% capacity in a restaurant? Life will continue. We need to stop moaning, face the reality and do the right thing. It's as simple as that. This needs leadership. This needs a bit of discipline. What is, it, what is the problem if we have seven people gathering for a Christmas dinner rather than 25? You can enjoy yourself among these seven people. If we don't do the right thing, we will pay it dearly and we need to be aware of that now. It's not exactly how it went down, was it, Peter? Hmm. You know, when you come on and tell the people of Ontario who were ready to, to start moving on, if you'll recall back in December, we had started on the path to reopening. Right. And we had to hit the brakes because, well, right before Christmas, remember, they dropped all that modeling data and and, and then the province had to <laughs> fucking restrict everything and shut shit down again and it was a mess. And what was Peter Uni's line? What was his advice for the public? We need to stop moaning. Yeah. Stop moaning. Sit there and take your awful medicine like the good little... Servant, you are.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's where it, and they, we talked about it at length at the time, but that's where the line is crossed, right? Between that, I'm a professional, here's the data, here's the numbers, this is what I do. We're just telling you this is where it could be, and leave you with that information. Instead, it was uh, personal attacks. And you should never, if you're in a position like that, it should never turn personal. You can absolutely have those thoughts and opinions, but you don't need to throw it on other people. And you're right, in that patronizing way, in that condescending way. And that's the reason why we made fun of him. And we will probably continue to do it now and again.
0: Oh, the. You you
1: know, it is what it is.
0: This, we need to stop. (laughs) Moaning? We can
1: use that so many times for so many different reasons. It'll be so fun. So many.
0: Cat, yeah. I'm going to hang on to that <laughs> like the treasure that it is. Yes. So uni is gone. The science table, apparently, like the martyrs that they are, is going to continue to put out their their science data, and, and I don't know how seriously we're going to take it at this point. Yeah. One thing I will say, though, is, and I saw this on Twitter yesterday, and I guess I had... I hadn't thought of it, but they articulated it in a tweet what I had been thinking. It seems like right now there is a hell of a lot of people that have dodged COVID for two years that are just catching it for the first time now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's the reopening. I don't know if it's all the misinformation we've been given over the years. I mean, and there's still people out there wearing cloth masks that think they're good because they're wearing a mask. Whereas we now have learned those cloth masks are completely ineffective against Omicron right. yeah. and the subvariants of Omicron. Right. They don't do anything. If mm-hmm. you're wearing a, a cloth mask, it's really negligible. The difference between that and no mask at all.
1: It's kind of useless now at this point.
0: You know, I mean, little things like that. So maybe there's still people hanging on to the old advice. Maybe there's people who just plain want to get it and get it over with and get the natural immunity that you get from having had an infection and move on from there. I can't explain it. Or maybe just we're out of people to infect. So the only people left that it can infect...
1: fact, the people who didn't catch it that don't have those natural immunities.
0: But there is something going around. When they say the numbers are going up, mm-hmm. I do believe them. I, I think that that wastewater data is probably accurate. Yeah. All the anecdotal stuff is probably accurate. I think there is a big uptick in cases right now. In the same way we saw it in January and there was all those yeah. absences, I think the same thing is happening now and it's probably going to be put on steroids because of March break.
1: Of course, March break and then the nomad masks in schools. I we can like I mean I can I know that. I'm a fan of kids not having to wear their mask and I've said this before. I'm happy about it. I'm happy I got to send my kid to school this morning and she's not wearing it. That's great. I'm happy she gets to see her friends' faces. I'm totally totally fine with it. If if people choose to have their kids mask though, respect that. No problem. However, I think we all know no matter which side of this we sit on, the cases will probably climb a little bit. But I mean, again, and I've said this a bajillion times, is that those ICU numbers are all I give a shit about and what we should really focus about. And yes, it sucks. It sucks to catch a cold, though. It sucks to catch a common cold. It sucks to catch a tummy bug. It sucks to catch any numerous things that are always circulating constantly, COVID or not COVID. And this is the time of year where it does continue to happen, but it will die off a little bit. It will you know, fizzle out as it usually does very soon.
0: I'm curious to see what's going to happen when it comes to the schools with the unions, <clears throat> if they're going to do anything at all. I don't know that they will, but their membership is certainly divided because, well, you've got, you've got the hamilton Wentworth board over there that is just way out on an island on their own. Even the TDSB didn't do what Hamilton is doing, defying the province and still requiring masks. But then you've got teachers who, on a professional level, Would like to be protected at work. I think everybody wants to be safe at work. Hey, listen, I'm all in favor of making this a personal choice. I think it's weird that there are some businesses, private businesses, that are still requiring masks for their employees, but teachers are not required to wear them in the classroom. I I think that's a congregate setting. And if you're the one adult in a room full of 25 kids, that's probably not the safest place to be. But uh, for whatever reason, they decided no masks are required, uh, even if you're a teacher, and now teachers have got a decision to make. Professionally, yeah, they probably want masks. Personally, they're ready to not Mm. wear a mask when they go to a grocery store, when they go to Walmart, when they go to a restaurant. It never made sense that you had to put a mask on, that you could sit at a table, unmasked, eating, drinking, doing whatever. But to go and take a piss 15 feet away, you had to put a mask on to walk from here to there. The restaurants are a whole other
1: thing for me, like a whole other weird scenario for me. All that shit is done. And I have
0: to think that the vast majority of teachers are good with that. But in their professional lives, they have to wear the mask. And if they happen to say anything about it on social media, the other side is going to blow it up badly. I saw some teachers with disgusting tweets about how they fully intended to question and shame kids that wanted to go oh, with see, masks that's off, not
1: right. See, that's where I need to ask you what you're even doing in that classroom. Then, what are we? Sh- what are we shaming people for?
0: That's that's a totally fair question. What what what, what is are you wrong doing with you?
1: here? And what are you doing here? No, it's like it's a matter of you know what are you teaching? What are you teaching when you do that? So I hope that that's I hope that that's not true. I hope that I know that there's bad teachers. So we all know that there's bad teachers out there that are in the profession for reasons that they shouldn't be in the profession, and maybe there are some that left because of because of COVID and because they were not not um feeling comfortable with it fine your choice to make they could have also
0: gone to the virtual school
1: don't sit there and and put your shit on children like give me a break if that's you a shame on you b get out of that get out of that school you don't belong there we need our kids especially right now to be surrounded by people who are with a good head on their shoulders and that's just that that makes me sad to hear you know what i witnessed though was a i kind of want to say argument ish between two teachers, between two teacher friends that I have one um, fully planned and, and is today going without a mask, super excited about it. Like, thank God I don't have to wear my mask. It itches me. It bothers me. I don't like wearing it all day. I feel comfortable enough. I'm, I might, you know, catch a cold, get, get sick, whatever. I don't give a shit. The other one's like, how could you say that when you're in a room full of 30 children? Like I'm wearing mine. You know, I, I, I want to be safe. And it was almost like it was very interesting for me just sitting there watching the two of them because I'm not going to speak to being a teacher. I'm not, you know, be, would I choose to mask up in a classroom full of, let's say, 30, you know, grade two students or something? Maybe. Maybe I would. I don't know unless I'm there. But I did find it interesting, like the conversation between the two who t- teach about the same grades between each other, one saying, oh, you should definitely wear your mask. Well, what, what, wait a minute. What are we doing here? Now you're trying to tell that person what to do? Right. You know what I mean? And it goes back to that. This is how it starts. It's very interesting. But I'm wondering what's going to happen in those staff rooms today, for example. I hope there's no judgment. Either way. Either way. Can't we
0: just let everybody be? Staff rooms are very cliquey places. Sure they are. And I have a feeling it's going to stay a very cliquey thing. Sure. Teachers are in a tough spot, though, because the union wants masks. The teachers probably want masks as well. In a lot of cases, I have to think the majority in the classroom setting probably do. But then in their personal lives, they don't want them. In most cases, again, I'm generalizing, but it's uh, it's got to be a very conflicting thing. Then you get other people who just don't have a choice. Everyone in healthcare is still wearing a mask sure. all the time. Yeah. Long-term care, still wearing a mask all the time. Transit drivers, and riders yeah. still have to wear masks until the end of April. I think those are common sense things. Yeah, can I just say, I, I and I don't work
1: in a hospital, so I, I really, like, I can, part of me feels bad saying this, but I would prefer to, to have to wear a mask in a hospital setting. I mean, that is a setting where people go and they're not feeling well. I feel like if you enter the doors of that and you're not feeling well for one reason or another, or you're vulnerable in one way or another, I have no problem masking up. You know, if I one day finally get to be able to go visit a friend of mine who had a baby in the hospital, I'll wear a fucking mask. Sure. No problem. You know, I have no problem with that. Long term care. That's another great example of should it stay? You know, it's a great question. Should it stay? Because when you're talking about protecting the vulnerable and we've said it before, too, that people who are, you know, up there in age can die just as easily of the flu. Let's say some people would argue as some strains of covid. So should we not mask up to go visit them every time unless we're in an outside setting with them? Yeah, maybe. You know, I maybe would. Um but anyway, we'll see what happens if it is that April 27th or not, but I think that some places should remain that way. Doctors' offices. Uh we have a clinic in our in our building. It is mask on there, you know. There are it's a colonoscopy
0: dom- clinic. It I is. mean
1: in <laughs> Yes, they
0: should be wearing masks, but there's probably a lot of shit they should be wearing in there.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Gloves, the full full suit.
0: I hope it's like the (laughs) full complement of PPE in there.
1: I don't mean the workers, by the way. I just mean the people entering them. I just mean people entering the doors. I mean, doctor's offices. I mean, um, yeah, clinics, dental offices. Sure, even though that they are going to be up in your mouth once you get in there anyway. But whatever. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what does happen. And if April 27th that will actually be lifted or not, because I have a feeling some will not.
0: Today is a good day, everybody, in Ontario. It's a good day for choice. I'm not going to say for freedom because we still don't have the freedom, especially when you uh, aggregate federal and provincial. Mm. But it's a good day for choice today. It's a good day to not be an asshole. Yes. It's a great day. Every day is a good
1: day not to be an asshole. Sure,
0: but it's a great day to be kind today. And again, mind your own business. If you see somebody doing something that you disagree with, but is perfectly legal. Shut up. I don't know why you would get involved in this situation. I, I feel no compulsion whatsoever to try and correct another adult their behavior i just don't ask yourself
1: if anyone really truly cares about your own opinion because sometimes people need that truth bomb like seriously if you're about to say something to someone for their choice that they're making where they're not personally affecting you like unless someone's up in your face trying to rip your mask off or something that's a different i mean you punch them in the face absolutely like there's horrible people everywhere feel free yeah absolutely but if unless that that's the scenario that's happening ask yourself truly if you feel like commenting on something does does anyone give a fuck about my opinion (laughs) I'm going to tell you, 99.9% of the time, unless you're certain people in the world, nobody fucking cares what you think. So shut your mouth, carry on with your business, be happy that you, whatever choice you made, you made for you, and move along.
0: Okay, let's get to. Uh, oh, Megan? I wanna talk about. Yeah, I want to talk about Megan and Maury, actually. So oh. first off, Maury Povich is retiring. <laughs> you are the father. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, when you said that yeah. this morning on our FM radio show, I was shocked, namely because I thought he died <laughs> like 5 years <laughs> you know, ago. It's so funny. You thought he died
1: and I had no idea they were still taping new episodes. I thought this was on syndication since like the early 2000s.
0: Like all the Judge Judy reruns yeah, and yes, stuff. Yes,
1: that's what I honestly had no idea that there were still new episodes, but apparently there was, guys. And of all things, 31 years on the year Scott of all the reasons why it's not happening anymore, guys, it's cuz it got canceled. Maury was totally willing to still do it.
0: At 83. At
1: 83. Unbelievable. But the show... God, canceled. You want to know? I mean, I have a lot of theories as to why a show like that would get canceled. And yes, of course, it's viewership numbers, right? So let's dive deeper into that. Is it because there's so much drama happening in the world all the time that watching something like that, something like that used to be shocking to you, right? You'd watch like, is this guy the father, which is mainly his shows. He did have other shows, like someone who was like, I don't know, obsessed with like eating f- fucking pen lids or some shit. Every now and again, he'd have a show like that. That was just out of this world crazy. The Dr. Phil has now somehow just managed to wrangle as
0: well. Well, he's crazy too. He's
1: nuts. They're all nuts. But he was like the king of that that type of show, and you would sit there before there was any you know copious amounts of reality TV shows to watch, where there's drama everywhere you turn. That was where you got your drop, your real reality. And I'm going to use air quotes because I'm not sure how many of that's, that was true or that was fake. But that's where you got your drama. And now everywhere you turn, there's drama. Younger people aren't watching that shit.
0: You are not the. <laughs>
1: They're not watching that shit. They're watching TikTok videos and Instagram. They're going to go watch Real Housewives, maybe. Do they even? I don't know. But of course, there's going to be less viewership as less people even watch television like that anymore.
0: I think the whole concept of a paternity test is a little foreign to some of today's younger generation anyway. In fact, I've been out of the loop for a while. You can probably get a PAT test done and like... I don't know, spitting this stick and it'll tell you if you're the father. I have no idea how they work anymore. Uh,
1: Nor do I. And I'm sure the process through the 31 years, I'd imagine, I hope, science has has managed to allow us that information sooner so you don't have to go on a talk show to find out. (laughs) Like...
0: You know, it'd be kind of good since you brought it up because that was what Maury was famous for. Yeah. You are not the father, and then the oh my I God, told you!
1: I-, I told you! I told you!
0: Well, it was funny because it used to be all, ha ha, I told you I ain't the father, blah blah blah. And then the reality sets in, well, that means you fucked somebody else though. I'll, I'll- <laughs> We were here for the drama. Exactly, and the drama was great. But since there's all these things that we've got to test for anyway, I think they just need to invent an all-in-one. There should be an all-in-one rapid test where, I don't know, if if you pee on it, it'll tell you if you're pregnant. If you spit in it, it'll tell you if you have COVID. (laughs) If you rub it in your armpit and it turns green, (laughs) it'll tell you if you're the father of that kid. You are the father. (laughs) Like... An all-in-one tested home kit. I
1: think it should be called the Bopit. It's basically going to be the boppet for all the tests. So on one end, absolutely, you st- you stick that up your butt. Yeah. <laughs> on the other end, you spit on it, and the other end, you pee on it. It's a bot. Twist it, pull it, pee on it.
0: Yeah, like break it open and jam it up your ass. See if you have <laughs> colon cancer. All that shit. There's so many different things that we could do. Oh, just corner the market in home testing uh. and get rid of all the walk-in clinics altogether. <laughs> Let me just take a boppet test. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> do it to music and Megan Thee Stallion is a female rapper who really burst onto the scene when her debut single came out with Beyonce in it and that shocked a lot of people sorry her first mainstream radio yeah, friendly yeah. she's debut been around single.
1: a long time but absolutely and then when she was on the, the remix to Savage or I'm sorry Beyonce went on her remix to Savage that's when she really picked up steam she's great though like she's really good at what she does but here's the thing So maybe you're still confused and you're still fuzzy on who Megan Thee Stallion is. You probably do remember hearing a story from not that long ago about someone who got shot in the foot by a rapper. And it was a rapper shooting another rapper. But it was Tory Lanez who allegedly shot Megan Thee Stallion in the foot. And after that night, I mean, she admitted or she she alluded to the fact that Tory did it. But there was, seemed to be – it was a very confusing story, and, and there seemed to be more to the story. And Tory Lanez alluded that there's more to the story, but he shut his mouth. And the reason why he shut his mouth – lawyers will tell you to do this.
0: Don't say a word.
1: Absolutely, right? Because we're in the middle of there's – they're in the middle of a lawsuit. So –
0: But no criminal charges were laid there, if I recall right. Not
1: that, not in the moment. He was. Which
0: makes it even more weird.
1: It does make it weird. And there was a lot that police couldn't tell from all they had was hearsay and, and from that night. And then that's what we knew. Tory Lanez instantly canceled, though, right? I mean, we all knew Tory Lanez was a no no. He didn't show up on any shows after that. He was canceled, basically. But he did remain, I think, friends with some people, but it was very low key. And by some people, I mean uh, in Hollywood, right? You're some of your even your A-list rappers, I think. But Megan The Stallion shot to fame. Like, her fame went up
0: crazy huge. Yeah, she went out with a rapper, and he shot her, and she survived, and everything is great.
1: Yeah, she's doing SNL performances. Her shows are selling us. She got endorsement deals like crazy.
0: Oh, to get that Popeye's deal was crazy. massive.
1: So here we are, cut to this morning. And the reason why she's being brought up is they're in the middle of, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's April. I'm sorry, I don't know the date. But there's going to be the beginnings of that, um, That that's going to be heard in court, what happened that night. But stuff has clearly leaked that doesn't shine a good light on Megan because she's been unfollowed. People who follow this kind of thing, because I don't, but people who follow this kind of thing realize not only did a bunch of people that had her back, essentially, that we thought had her back, like Drake, like Kylie Jenner, whose house she was at, by the way, before the Tory Lanez incident took place. Uh, like Nicki Minaj, who had had her back, like um, a bunch of other people, unfollowed her. So that was strange. Then all of a sudden, Savage X Fenty line. So this is Rihanna's lingerie gear that she actually teamed up in one collaboration with Megan The Stallion on, disappeared from her website. Riri also unfollowed Megan The Stallion. And that's what made people go, oh, it'd be one thing if like a contract is up for something. From what I could tell, though. Savage X Fenty, very, very popular. I don't think that they, I think that they would extend that contract. They already have the product. So why would she do this? So apparently, according to Joe Budden, who is another rapper, he has a podcast though. He says that more is going to come to light very soon. That doesn't shine a good light. Video in particular is what he claims. Now, again, this is all allegedly and according to Joe Budden. So take that with what it is. But he has been right on a lot of things like this before because he knows shit. He hears shit in the industry. And for some reason, Scott, this is all been talked about behind the scenes. All these people know it, like steer clear of her, you know, erase her contacts. You're not a part of this. Get out of this because this is going to be bad. You get a heads up sometimes. And that's apparently the case here where people are saying, this is your heads up. Can't like get rid of this. All all pictures, all connections. Say goodbye because there's about to be some shit going down.
0: So a couple of things. Number one, I feel a little bad for Dua Lipa. They recorded that song, the new song from Dua Lipa and Megan Thee Stallion, Sweetest Pie. They just <laughs> released it, even though they recorded it months ago. So she didn't know that. And now she's stuck with a being on a record with Megan Thee Stallion. And while we don't know what's actually going to come out here. <laughs> That's the
1: thing. We don't even know, guys. We don't
0: know. Wondering if... if there's a speculation, I'm not suggesting anything, if you're one of Megan's lawyers.
1: Are you going to are you going to are you going to put out a suggestion here as to what's going on?
0: I'm not going to do that. Okay. But what I will say is if she did this, she certainly would not be the first rapper to shoot themselves to try and get some cred cuz you do seem to earn a little bit of cred in the rap industry if you shot yourself or if you got shot. Period.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. That's a valid point. I, uh, and, 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 oh, I should mention too, Fortnite apparently took her music off of that oh thing dear. too. So, how do these people, here's my question is how do these people know? Who leaks the information and it manages to get out to all these? Who tells Drake before it's heard from a lawyer? Who tells Rihanna? Heads up. I mean, that's where money comes into play for me. That the only answer I have is money for info.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, and
1: Drake likes to keep his nose clean. Oh yeah. Let's not forget the shit that goes that went down downtown Toronto. He wants us to all forget. But there were nights where he was at parties where people got shot, and not to say he had anything to do with them. His people, he, him, and his people jumped the fence before they could even get there. That was according to rumor at the time. So like he likes to keep his nose clean. He likes to stay out of that kind of drama. But I wonder who the person who leaked it is, and that's not something Joe Budden mentioned.
0: Okay. We will wait for more to come out of this. They work for the cops, though.
1: That's my that's my guess, guys. I'm just guessing. Alleged? No, I'm not even going to say allegedly. This is just my personal guess and my thought is that there's someone on the inside, a.k.a., if I'm not mistaken, LAPD, who knows things and has connections that gives people a heads up on shit like this.
0: Any chance that... Uh... She was the aggressor and roughed up Tory Lanes.
1: I don't think so. Like, I don't know. It's so weird. Like, as the story goes, she, he was talking shit and telling her to get back in the car, get back in the car. And she got out because they had an argument. And that's when the gun went off. But he didn't mean it to go off. That's why it hit her foot. He didn't actually, like, point the gun at her foot and shoot. It went, the gun went off. And he most certainly was holding it according to what we knew. That's what we thought we knew. What is the footage, though? Did it happen at the time? Was it beforehand? Did she did is there a recording of her saying she's going to pretend or try to get the gun to go off or I mean, I don't know. I'm dying to know. Yeah,
0: I'm really curious all too. These
1: people know.
0: Well, I mean, she got put on a big pedestal very quickly and and I thought well deserved. She's very, very talented. But for her to fall this quickly, especially in the industry, folks, something's up. And I'm kind of curious to know what it is. All right, guys, we got a rule. Thank you for listening to this episode of After 9. We are back on daily. We will have another episode coming your way tomorrow. If you want to leave us a message, you can go ahead and leave us a message.
1: Yeah, give us a voicemail. Don't be afraid. Some people, like, hang up. You guys will call, and then you'll hang up. It is a voicemail, so no one's going to actually physically pick up. It's going to be an answering machine. And by all means, if you don't want us to actually air it, but you just have a question, or maybe you do want to anonymously, you don't have to give your name. We don't subscribe to caller ID here. Maybe we do, but we don't have access to it, okay? We don't have access to the information. But the number is 519-772-4443. We'll see you guys uh, tomorrow.
0: KFC Australia is launching an 11-course fine dining menu with a wine pairing. Yeah, most fine dining meals don't come with a spork. You know, that? that's true. Hey, I heard that uh, Chobani, uh, you know, Chobani yogurt, they just hired the former CEO of Juul as its new president. Which explains this new flavor of yogurt I saw, Chobani menthol. I was like, well, that's interesting. It clears you up. NASA is planning another moon mission, and they just rolled out their rocket to their launch pad to prepare for something called a wet dress rehearsal. Oh. Ah. Even worse, they said wet dress rehearsal is prepared for the moist moon landing. (laughs) Oh. The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy